Hello and welcome to episode 150 of the Rotten Reviews Podcast, but you guys already know that. And you guys already know we're watching a movie from 1977 called Kingdom of Spiders, which is the first time watched for me. Uh, I've never actually watched it before or even heard of the goddamn movie before, but I found it on Tubi. Yeah, we're back on Tubi again because Tubi's great for finding old horror movies that I've never even heard of. It's actually good for finding any movie, to be honest with you. I find Tubi has such a good selection of movies. I'm not doing like a sponsor promotion for Tubi or anything. I just find they're one of the better streaming services and they're free. So that's the best thing. Sure you gotta watch some ads every now and then but they're short ads and it's not that big a video. But before we get talking about the movie at hand I want to put some business out in front of everyone. Um, as always feel free to check out my YouTube channel where we're posting weekly gaming videos. We're going to be trying out some new videos uh, some new games and whatnot. Uh, we're going to have some new mini reviews coming up soon. I know I keep saying it I have them recorded I just have to edit them together because I'm a silly, silly boy. I want to do this podcast actually earlier in the day, but actually I was going to do it last night. But we got hit with a thunderstorm, which was really, actually really, really bad for the moment um, because all the power went out. So I couldn't do shit. So, uh, you know, we're getting it done now, though. But yeah, make sure to check out the YouTube channel. Check out the Instagram channel. Check out the TikTok. Check out the Twitter. Uh, we're on threads now. The links will be all down below uh, because that's threads is like Instagram, Facebook's version of Twitter. Uh, you know what? I'm just trying to be on anything and everything just to get my name out there a little bit more. And hopefully you guys will you know follow me on all those various sites. And uh, maybe one of these times we'll get a Patreon set up. You know, maybe just a little $5 tier. Once we get X amount of subs or patrons, then we'll maybe I'll give away some free art. Maybe two free art pieces a month, assuming that we stay at that special uh, Patreon count per month. Um, I don't know. 10. I don't I don't know yet. I haven't put any thought into it. But if that's something you guys want, let me know down below. I'm more than willing to uh you know give out some free artwork, uh do some free commissions. Maybe that can be a thing. Like if you guys are on a certain tier for X amount of months, you get a free commission of a certain size. You know, something like those. I want to do the mini episodes that way and I want to do some other podcast related stuff, uh cartoon podcast, anime podcast, maybe a wrestling podcast, who knows? And uh yeah, we'll go from there. But enough of that. You guys are here to listen to me talk about King Kingdom of Spiders from 1977 for an hour and 35 minutes. The PG movie. It's a horror sci-fi. And the the quick synopsis on Tubi itself. Two animal experts learn that thousands of tarantulas have changed their eating habits, putting their town at the center of an eight-legged nightmare. Just listening to that alone makes me feel like this is the inspiration for eight-legged freaks, but I'm probably wrong on that. So this movie has a 5.7 out of 10 on IMDb. 44% of or, uh, Rotten Tomato users like the film. And it's got 4.6 out of 5 on Amazon.ca and 84% of Google users 
users liked this movie. Uh, initial release date was November 23rd, 1977. And the director is John Cardos. Uh, he's also known as Bud. Uh, he's known for working on Legends of the West from na- er, 1992. He worked on a movie called Secretary, where he was in the transportation department. Um, there's a bunch of movies here that I'd never even heard of, like Blood of Dracula's Castle, where he played a prison guard, I guess. Uh, Five Bloody Graves, where he played Firewater Joe. Yeah, a bunch of bunch of weird movies that I've never even fucking heard of. Uh, one of the main writers on this is Richard Robertson, uh, also known for being the writer of Piranha from 1978. Um, Piranha from 1995, it's a TV movie. I don't even know that one. He's also the writer for Highballin' from 1978 as well. Those are, uh, you know, those are the only four things he actually worked on. Okay, that's cool. Uh, distributed by Dimension Films, and it had a budget apparently of a million dollars. What's the tag? Also, also, just so you guys know uh william shatner's in the movie just throwing that out there i'm not gonna lie i also feel a little rusty doing the podcast it's been i think two weeks since i actually recorded an episode i know i suck for not being up to date on everything and it's just like the weather and the heat and the humidity and the, the haze and everything i think it's slowly getting to me and i just took a you know a week vacation so that i just wanted to relax and not have to worry about anything because i was already caught up for those weeks so i'm um, just slowly getting back into the pattern now so if i feel a little rusty like i've never done this before it's just because i'm bad at it so don't judge me uh, the tagline for this movie is a new species of horror is born uh, apparently there's some trivia uh, tiffany balling was cast as a female lead because she was the only actress who auditioned for the film who had no problem working with spiders well i guess that's good you really don't want to have problems with spiders if you're working on a spider movie and you know we're going to get right into the movie now and as always i'm going to talk about the movie from start to finish so if you guys don't want to be spoiled on a movie that came out in 1977 really if you do complain about that you got some issues issues and you should probably go figure something else to complain about because i really don't care uh but that's besides the point but if you really don't want to be spoiled feel free to pause it right now download tubi if you're not already on it or just pull up tubi on a web browser and feel free to watch the movie and then hopefully come back and listen to me talk about the movie that you just watched even though that makes no sense at all because i'm not going to be talking about anything super important about the movie i'm just going to be breaking the movie down a little bit uh but yeah please do come back because we we need you here and uh i appreciate it so nonetheless we're just going to get started right on the movie right now. Presents Saturday Night at the Movies, the television series which each week brings you the finest in recent motion pictures. Tonight... <laughs> what is it? What the hell's wrong? Now on DVD, William Shatner in the classic web of terror, Kingdom of the Spiders. Why would spiders suddenly turn aggressive? This right here is scientific phenomenon. One minute they weren't there, and the next minute they were everywhere. How do we get rid of them? There's not just a few spiders out there, there's millions of them. And your town is right in their path. The spiders in this area have organized themselves into an aggressive army. He's found another 20 or 30 hills just like the one we burned. Listen, there's thousands of them out there, we'll never make it. What are you talking about? Of course we will. Get caught in this all-new special edition, Crawling with Bonus Features, including an all-new interview with William Shatner. When they had the spiders on me, that was not CGI. Behind-the-scenes footage, director's commentary, and much more. What's wrong? I've never heard it so quiet. Kingdom of the Spiders. You are their prey. Now on a special edition DVD. Hope these things don't get into the house. 
They sure give me the willies. So we got the movie starting with the MGM Lion Roar. And then that classic 70s music starts coming in. We have the Dimension Pictures Presents. It's a, it's a classic logo, but I'm not, I'm not going to complain about that. It's classic colors, classic font. And then the actual title font for the movie actually comes up as the, mu the music's starting to play. And it's actually a well done font style and just has a nice like pyramid scheme to it. And then we see it starring William Shatner as the music starts to play some more. And Tiffany Bowling, who plays the... Uh, main female lead then we just see like a shot of the, like the desert and some cliffs and mountainsides and whatnot of course all the intro credits are playing over the music as we see a shot of where the movie's going to be based it's the, like i said the desert you know you got the little bit of green shrubbery you got like the what looks to be like the mexican kind of mountain range kind of feels like we're setting up for like a western style movie and then we start zooming in on this farm as this lady's making her way through one of the, the fields and then we see this man i believe it might be the character walter Coley, played by uh, woody strode who's taking one of his new not like a super new calf but a new calf into a field and he's a little happy about it and it just makes you think about how farming used to be done back then it's totally different than now you know with all the various equipment that you use you know just see someone usually just full on like cow collar with the cowbell just dragging the cow into this field where this little fence it's not even a super heavy duty fence by any means it looks like he pretty much pushed it over but we see this cow out in the pasture just eating some grass and then he's looking around and then we can see the camera moving towards it and then the cow starts blinking its eye and it lets out a moo and then next thing you know we see this guy on a, a horse you know coming in and it's William Shatner of course who's getting ready to uh, lasso up some cows I believe it's probably uh, Diana um, who's played by Tiffany Bowling and William Shatner is playing Dr. Robert Hansen, who's also known as Rack. Uh, they finally lasso up this cow and they, they give him a shot in the ass because, you know, he's a vet. The vet doctor, so yeah. It just really makes you think of the time period, too. I'm, I'm assuming vets nowadays don't ride out on a horse to try to lasso up a cow to give it a shot in the ass. I could be totally wrong, but I've seen enough episodes of Dirty Jobs back in the day that it doesn't really happen that way. And then next thing you know, we see William Shatner and Tiffany running through this little fast pasture. He tries to lasso her and then he knocks her down to the ground and they start rolling around on the ground together and then i guess maybe she says the wrong name to him because he's like i'm a lot of things to a lot of people but i'm not my brother okay and then we find out the brother john apparently isn't around anymore or at least not that he knows of and then he gets like this pager call coming in on his belt for another vet issue and then he rides off on his horse as the girl just kind of watches on and be like, oh shit, called him the wrong name. And of course, like I was right. I was actually right for once. The uh, gentleman that, that let the calf into his field was actually Walter. And he's meeting up with uh, Rack, Shatner's character. And they're like, yeah, my calf's real sick. Real, real sick. As we have it in the back of our truck. And they open up the tailgate of the truck. And then the calf's like foaming from the mouth. It looks very sweaty and wet. And he's like, ah, oh, it looks like the calf walked through a horner's nest. Never seen anything like this. What do you think about this time, Doc? Huh, Doc? I got a lot of money invested in this calf. It's my livelihood. Then we cut to Rack inside his little vet area. As he's got the calf just laying down on the floor. Which is probably understandable. It's the fucking calf. For all, you know, you know, it's not a small item that you can put up on a table. And he's taking some swabs out. And he's looking all weird at the swab. Like, hmm, this doesn't make sense. Then Rax goes out to talk to uh walter about his calf he's like calf's dead man sorry i can't help you at all he's like damn two years of breeding huh that's just what happens eh? the calf's just dead now eh? all that money gone hmm. what am i supposed to do now he's like ah yeah calf calf was too far gone but if you still have your bowl you can you know make the calf again it's just gonna take you a little bit of time 
It's not going to help you win this competition that's coming up, but it might help you win a different competition at a different time. As when Raxan mentions, he's going to take some blood samples and run them into a different town. And, you know, just tells Walter, you know, go relax, go check out your cows. And we're going to just see how it goes and figure things out from there. Then back at Walter's house, it's nighttime now, and the dog's barking at the door. He's like, oh, what are you looking at? And lets the dog outside. He's like, yeah, you just go sit out there and, you know, bother something else. Because I'm all depressed now because my calf's dead. And as Walter's sitting down with his wife getting ready to get his pipe ready, he's like, looking down the side and his wife's like it's, it's gonna be okay rock doesn't want quarantine you everything's gonna be fine we'll make do with what we got and uh it'll be okay and walter just breaks it down to his wife that you know he's he's stressed out because there's a thousand dollars of prize money that they were gonna get hopefully from that calf at least he thinks they were gonna get and that was gonna help them out on the farm a lot and the next thing you know we cut to the the dog sitting out on the porch with the step and he's just whining staring down the stark road and then next thing you know he just he just books down the road. No, I'm just going to go down this road. I'm a dog. I don't care. Then we see this RV moving away from this gas station. And then behind the gas station, we see this car, four-door car, that has a cow in the back seat tied up. I'm sure that's probably a common thing back then. But then the mechanic's looking at the car. He's like, yeah, looks like you need a new tire. Tires, tires flat there. Probably needs a new tire. I didn't even think the car worked by the looks of it. But if that's all it needs is a flat, a flat tire fix, you're good to go, I guess. I also just realized that this car has no trunk, but it has a chicken coop built into the trunk where the trunk should be. And then the guy just want to pay for the tire because he doesn't want to pay the $18. So then he gets back into his car and starts driving away. Then the mechanic's like, hey, just wait, just wait. Maybe there's an old tire back out in the shed. And, uh, you know, just give me the $5 I got. And we'll we'll work a deal out with the old tire that I find. Just, uh, you know, park it off the side because you're going to be a hazard for anyone driving down the road. With your blown out tire already and your chicken coop that's coming out of the trunk of your car. That's when then Rax pulls into the gas station and starts pumping his own gas because the garage mechanic guy is too busy watching the plane fly overhead. He's like, wow, sure can fly that plane, sure can he. And then he looks over at Rax like, oh, can I help you with anything? Yeah, no, you just go on about yourself, you know, go find that tire you're looking for. Anyways, the garage guy goes into his back shed that he has with all the tires and there's spider webs all over the place. He's like, ah, fucking spiders are having a goddamn field day in here. Wonder what's going to happen with you now. Well, the spider webs. That's when he's then checking over one of the tires. And he pulls out a giant tarantula out, and he throws it down the ground. And he spits his chewing tobacco, or spit, whatever you call it, at the spider. He's like, yeah, you take that, spider. And then as he's leaving the shed, the spider is falling after him. And we see the cameras watch him. And then he slams the door and actually knocks the spider backwards. What I thought was actually a very well shot shot. Because you don't see that too often in the 70s at all. Then we see Rax, you know, looking at the oil in his truck and whatnot. Just doing a little check over at ways out the garage. And then this lady pulls in with this convertible. I think it might be a Beamer. It might be a Cadillac. Not sure. I didn't really see the front of it. And then she's like, will you fill it up, please? And he's like, me? I don't work here. And then she's like, when you check on the hood, please don't get any grease on my paint. He's like, oh, bet not, huh? I bet this car goes real fast, eh, ma'am? Goes real fast, doesn't it, eh? And she's kind of like, she's like, where's the lady room? He's like, ah, right around the building. But, you know, I'll tell you the truth, it's out of order, so you're going to have to use men's room. You want me to come uh, show you the way and I'll stand guard in front of the door? She's like, ah, no, no, that's fine. Then as he's getting ready to leave, the mechanic finally comes around with the tire. He's like, ah, there's this lady here who wants her hood and shit checked. Uh, don't get any grease on the paint, blah, blah, blah. Uh, she's around back in the men's room as, as he's trying to He's like, hey, why is she in there? I don't know. Just go ask her. Uh, sorry, I was actually wrong. It's a, a Mercedes Benz, of course. Of course, it's a nice, was a gray Mercedes with red interior. Mmm, fancy. Okay, so the girl driving the Mercedes, we now find out, is uh, 
Diane Ashley, who's played by Tiffany Bowling, which I thought maybe was the girl at the beginning. I don't know. My bad. Whatever. Anyway, she's meeting up with Emma Washburn, who apparently has cabins for sale. Um, I don't know why she's out in this area, because she's like this little fancy lady with the, the shades on, that had the fade and the scarf and everything. But whatever. I guess she's just out here traveling, maybe. I don't know. I didn't really pay attention. I never do. I mean, like, I do pay attention, but... It's just a running joke at this point in time. And then as they're getting ready to go to the cabin, uh, Diane's like, hey, can you actually tell me where I can meet a Robert Hansen? Uh, he's supposed to be a vet tech and whatnot. And it's like, hmm, you're going to be surprised, lady, because that's the guy you were talking to at the gas station. And you thought it was glass station. And then uh, Rack is in this building on the phone talking to someone. And we hear, we see an officer sitting out on a rocking chair listening to the conversation. And the person on the other end of the phone is like talking about quarantine. He's like, hey, nobody's talked about quarantine yet. We still got someone coming out to you know check out the carcass of the cow and we'll go from there let's not let's not worry about quarantine things right now okay that's when the sheriff's like ah you're gonna have to uh, quarantine colby huh he's gonna have to shut him down for a bit huh probably not gonna be happy about that and then down the driveway comes the mayor driving his big ass cadillac and he's like hey what are you talking about quarantine the colby place the fair is coming up what wait, what's this whole conversation i'm like how the hell is news traveling this fast in the 70s like do people talk that much? That's when then the mayor's like to ha Rack. He's like, hey, if you find any issues out at the Kobe place, how about you just keep it like a little bit hush-hush so we can do our fair, get the money that we need to get for the community, and we'll, we'll deal with the issues later once the fair's done. And then, of course, Diane and Ashley starts pulling down the driveway and goes over and talks to the officer. He's like, ah, I was told uh, Dr. Robert Hansen was here and I could meet him. And then the sheriff's like, ah, ask for the doctor. He's staying right over there against that beam. So she goes over to talk to him and he's got his back to her. And he turns around and she's like, oh, it's you from the gas station. That's when we find out Diane's apparently from the University of Entomology from Arizona to, uh, you know, do the tests on the carcass of the cow. She's like, ah, you better look over these files because you have something serious on your hand. And the mayor's like, does that mean we got quarantine? And she's like, ah, no, you know, it's serious but nothing like that to worry about just at this moment at least on our test on our end of the so then she lets them know that the cow actually died from a massive load of venom so then Rack's like so you're telling me that calf was killed by a snake bite and she's like no i'm not telling you it was killed by a snake bite it was actually killed by a massive amount of spider venom and they kind of laugh about it it's like ah, a spider oh okay surely you're loony and she's like well i'm staying at she's like ah you know you already know where i'm staying that don't you? Because you told me where to go. And he's like, hey, how about some dinner? She's like, yeah, I, I probably will have some dinner. I'll, I'll see you tomorrow. He's like, ah, yeah. Shot down. Yet again. Mm. Story of my life. Then we see Diana sitting down at like this bar restaurant area with Emma. And then we see there's this couple, Vern and his wife, who apparently had an RV that's like $40,000 outside. He's like, ha, pretty fancy, don't you think? Ha, I'm a scientist. That's how I make all my money. And then he's like, hey, can I buy you a drink? It's like, isn't that your wife just over there? Then Diana's just like, yeah, you guys have a good night. I'm going to my cabin and calling it a night to get away from you. Freak. They're cutting to see Diana in her car. She's getting ready to, you know, take a shower or something. She's getting undressed. You know, she's getting ready to call it a night just to relax. And then we see the camera starting to pan through her room. And we're just assuming we're going to find a tarantula hiding somewhere in her room because that just seems like the logical thing to find in here and i was right because then we see this giant fucking tarantula climbing up this wooden table leg 
Little guy gets up on top of the table and gets onto, I think it's like your scarf. And it just makes you think, like, how hard was it to shoot these scenes? Are you just hoping that the spider's going to go in the right spot or go in a spot that we want to actually shoot? But then the spider then goes down to the open drawer of the table. And then we see Diana coming out with her blue towel on because apparently she likes the color blue. And then she's sitting down at that table to do her hair. And then she opens up the drawer and she's like, wow, hello, look at you, little spider. You're not supposed to be inside this house. You're supposed to be inside the ground. I don't know. Would you... Would you personally just go around picking up random tarantulas? I personally would not, but that's just me. Especially seeing that you're in an area where a cow just got killed by a lethal dose of spider venom. And you're picking up a spider that has venom in it and you know it has venom in it. But, you know, whatever. And so the next morning we see uh, Walter outside calling for his dog, but he can't find a dog. And he's like, ah, oh, damn dog. I always told him he's too stupid to find his own way home. And then we see... Rack and Diana pulling up the driveway. He's like, ah, yeah, we're here just to check out the area. And then Walter's wife comes running around the, the corner. She's like, Walter, Walter, dog's dead, dog's dead. So then they all go running to check a look at Dog, who is sadly dead. And then right then on the spot, they start doing a test. And they take some blood, put in a little vial thing and shake it around. He's like, ah, it looks like this dog died the same way that the uh, calf did. He's like, oh, well, might as well kill my whole stock then. And while you're at, just put a gun to my head because I might as well die too. He's like, she's like, no, no, just calm down. You know, it's, you know, he died from a spider bite, you know, from the venom of a spider. And that's when then Walter's like, you know, the darnest thing. While I was hunting for the dog, I found this hill that had a bunch of spiders on it. And I watched it for about an hour. And then next thing you know, we see Diana sitting on the hill with all the trenches just walking all around. Like, you know, animals are dying. Why the hell are you sitting so close to these goddamn spiders? Diana's like, uh, there could be like thousands of spiders inside this hill. And Walter's like, I'll show you how many damn spiders in this hill. Picks up a piece of dead weight. And like, no, no, calm down, Walter. Calm down, Walter. We don't want to destroy the hill yet. And Diana's like, so to Rack, she's like, so do you think you can give me some time so Walter doesn't destroy this hill? He's like, well, a little bit of time, but not too much because uh, everything he owns is tied up in this livestock. And these cat cows keep dying because of the spiders. He's going to destroy the hill, which is rightfully so. I would destroy the hill too if it's killing my animals, especially my dog. And then we see Rack going to meet his niece because apparently he has a little play date set up with his niece. And she's like, hey, we still going on that ride tomorrow? He's like, yeah, of course. I'm not going to miss the best little date with the prettiest little girl in Arizona. Now we know that the movie's set in Arizona. But then she's like, I'm missing my cat. He's like, oh, don't worry about it. It's Tomcat. It's fine. And then we find out, I believe it's the same girl who was with him at the beginning of the movie. Is actually the mother of the niece. And it's actually his dead brother's ex-wife. And they kind of act like a couple. But they're not a couple. And she makes a comment about that. She's like, oh, you'll, you'll act like you're in love with your brother's ex-wife. But you won't actually be with her. Oh, weird drama. And then Rack is leaving that place and going down the highway. And then he sees uh, Diana drive by him. So he starts honking horn at her. Then he speeds up and catches up to her and pretty much tells her to get off on the road. And then he's like, well, where are you going? He's like, well, I'll go get my teeth. And he's like, oh, dinner. Wouldn't mind. Picks her up, puts her in her own car, jumps in her car, and drives her to dinner as he leaves his truck there on the side of the road. And then as they're ordering dinner, he's like, ah, two beers. He's like, would a glass offend you, or should we drink it right from the can? Just asking, just curious. And then sitting down at dinner, we find out that Robert Hansen got his nickname Rack by his kid brother, who was two years younger than him. And it's just, of course, related to Pool. That's why he got the name Rack. And then she's like, oh, so he lives around here? He's like, ah, no, he's dead. He got killed in Nam. Second day on the job. It's like, ooh, wow, that's, uh, that's pretty bad.
Then to make the subject less awkward, he's like, so why do you think the animals are dying by the spiders? Like, why are the spiders changing their habits? He's like, well, because we're killing out their food. Because, you know, with all the pesticides and whatnot we're doing, it's all killing insects. So all the insects are dying off. So the spiders have to resort to killing something else to eat, which is understandable. So it's just, you know, the life cycle and, you know, the food chain. But now the food chain is a lot different because now the spiders seem like they're on the top of the food chain where they, they shouldn't be. They kind of should be like bottom-ish, kind of. And then we see Diana back in her cabin and she's looking over the the film that she took of all the pictures and she's like this is amazing this is fascinating because spiders are not like ants they don't colonize they you know pretty much go off on their own thing so these ones are now adapting and making a colony and that's what's making that giant spider mountain essentially and they don't understand why that's happening at all and then she's like you know i, I took a hunch i called the local newspaper as well to just see what's happened with the missing pet situation and whatnot and that's when she finds out that there's actually been 30 ads for missing pets spiders dogs and other things have just gone missing and they think it's the spiders killing them all off and then of course rack and diana start getting a little close close start making out and then the tarantula that she has in her little container starts getting out he's like you know what actually let's burn the spider hill tonight so we don't have to worry about them getting out and causing any more damage because these guys are resilient little fucks and of course they show up at walter's place and he's already got the like everything ready to burn the thing down he's like i'm gonna burn down that spider hill no matter what and i don't care if you're here to try to stop me he's like don't worry we're actually here to do the same thing and they walk into the field and then he's like what's wrong because he just stops and it's silent not a single fucking sound in the the darkness of this field and rack's like i've never heard it so quiet or he's like walter's like well yes it's gotten quiet before it's so quiet that you can hear a pin drop and then a bowl breaks through the fence it's like nah i'm tired of this shit spiders all over the place and the bull's running around scared and then it literally drops to the ground because it has tarantulas embedded into it all over the place on oh, one side alone it's probably got like 15 20 tarantulas on it and then walter's like i fucked my prize bull now and diana's like you know maybe you guys should go stay in town until we can get this whole situation sorted out and fixed and then that's when walter's wife like are you crazy this is our home this is all we have this is the only thing we got we can't just leave it this is our livelihood then we see them all out at the spider hill and walter's just throwing as much gas as possible on top of this fire hill because he's like i'm tired of this shit you're costing me way too much money and i'm gonna be in the poorhouse and then he throws a match down and it kind of looks like a firework going off at first and then the whole hill just takes up in flames then as they're burning the hill they're like ah you're never killing my livestock ever again and then the camera kind of pans off to the one side and there's like a pipe system and a couple of the transfers start coming out of the pipe on the other side and go deeper into the woods and then it's like the next day and rack has taken diane to go sh to the sister-in-law and niece's house and, they, and the niece is like are you rack's new woman she's like no no i'm just i'm just a uh, scientist don't worry about me and then the niece is like ah let's go to the backyard there's a swing there and then there's like some awkward tension between rack and the uh, sister-in-law and then she goes inside and cries she says she's like a really nice woman i guess you don't love me you asshole and we see Walter with his arm in like a homemade sling getting into his truck as his wife walking over there because he, apparently he's just going into town just to get away to think about some things to figure out what's going on but yeah he's going to leave his wife at home which is probably not going to be a good thing because she's probably going to die now Walter you idiot and we see Rack and his niece on a horse and Diane's on a horse too it looks like they're going out in the middle of nowhere to set up for a lunch picnic and then uh, he gives the niece a little blanket to go sit up on the flat part as they go and walk in a different direction I'm like hmm is Denise gonna die now too? Danger is coming somewhere. As Diane and Rack are looking off on this mountainside looking down, they see Kobe driving his truck down through the hills. And then we cut inside Kobe's truck as he's driving. And there's tarantulas 
inside of it now. He turns on the music and we see him driving down the road as two transfers are starting to crawl up his back and over his shoulder and down his chest. And he hasn't noticed it at all. And then we see a third one coming out and then he pulls down his little visor to look in the mirror. And then a transfer comes out on his face and he starts screaming in pain. Then we see Diana and Rack sitting on the blanket. And he's like, I can really go for a beer right now, but I just don't want to move. She's like, God, don't move. The beer is right behind her. It's You could reach around her. It's like a foot and a half away, motherfucker. Stop being so lazy. We then see the little niece playing off in the little area with a shovel. And she's playing with her dolly. And then the one of the horses gets a little, little curious as to what's coming. And he starts making some noises and starts, you know, getting anxious. As we then see the camera coming through the, the grass towards the the niece and we can just tell it's one of these spiders coming through the grass towards her and then just before the spider can actually bite her and attack her uh rack's like come on linda we gotta go we're uh we're getting a move on and then she dumps her sand bucket by accident and actually dumps on the, the spider and then we see the spider slowly coming out of the sand as they're leaving the area the next thing you know we see a roadside crew there's a tow truck and the cops show up and then the next thing we know we see uh rack showing up he's like ah is there a problem he's like ah there's a truck went off the edge there uh doesn't look too good. And then the sheriff and Rack are looking over there. She's like, that's Kobe's truck. I just saw him. So then Rack grabs the tow line and goes down with the sheriff to go hook up the truck. Not sure how they're going to get that out of there, but, you know, good luck to them. We see the sheriff and Rack trying to get the door open of the truck to, to see if Kobe's, or, yeah, Kobe's in there. And then the next thing you know, you see Kobe's head and shoulders kind of pop out in the windows area. And we just see him coated in spider webs. And they're just looking at him like, oh, well, that's not good. And then we have the sheriff showing up at uh, Kobe's home to tell uh, Birch, the wife, uh, you know, I got some bad news. Uh, she's like, oh, so you're going to quarantine us? He's like, no, it's it's actually worse. Um, Kobe's dead. And then we just see the sheriff pull her in and give her a hug. And then she starts crying. And then we actually see a, a trancha watching from a log off in the distance. And then slowly starts wobbling its way down towards them. And then one of the, like, call ladies that does the different signals to the different lines kind of thing. I forget the technical term. She calls the uh, Rack's office to talk to Diane because she can't find her at all. And we find out that the venom is five times more toxic than any other spider venom. Then another phone call comes in and apparently they found another 20 to 30 hills at Kobe's area just like they already burnt. And then they're all walking through the area looking at the spider hills and the mayor is there and he's like, oh, just get the guy out here with the pesticide in the morning and just spray it all down. Spray it all down. And Diane's like, you can't do that. You know, it's going to cause a, probably a bigger issue. The spiders are just going to get more angry, maybe mutate a little bit and start killing more things. So how about we don't do that? We got to find a proper way of getting rid of them. And then the sheriff's like, okay, well, maybe you're right. Or actually the mayor's like, maybe you're right. So what's our plan then? She's like, you got to get natural predators. You got to get the birds and the rats. He's like, you know what? Let's get the best pesticide that we can get. And let's try and kill these goddamn things. And then we see Rack talking to the guy who's going to be uh, flying the pesticide plan he's like ah i'll trust you man just you know trust me there's not gonna be a single goddamn spider around once i'm done with it then rack leaves and then the guy's looking at his plane he's got a different bunch of different bugs that he kills and then he takes a sharpie out and draws the worst tarantula or a spider in general i've ever seen in my goddamn life and then he gets in his plane he's getting ready to go uh kill the bastards then we see our pesticide plot up in the air, just flying around, you know, spraying uh, spraying all the areas down. And we just see him going all over the, the various areas. And then he looks down and he's like, oh shit, there's tarantulas all over me. And he starts screaming like a girl. I thought it was kind of funny, but that's besides the point. Then the music starts picking up and he's got, he's probably got like 15, 20 spiders all over him. And he's flying all over the place. And then we just see the 
the plane starts to like do a nosedive and then it goes back up in the air a little bit and the music starts to change and then everyone starts watching like hey look at the plane it's not flying straight like it should be guys and the mechanic guy's like, hey, doesn't he know better not to fly over to town? That's poison he's carrying. And then we just see the the plane dip behind some of the houses. And then it comes back up again. Dips back down again. And he's still screaming like a girl. And then everyone's standing at the gas station watching the plane go all crazy and shit. And then it starts coming down the main road at them. And it literally crashes right into the garage. But he somehow misses the gas pumps. But the whole building starts going up in flames. And everyone's still walk, like standing around. But like, how? Go call some help. Let's Come on. We gotta get some help. As the plane's on fire beside the gas pumps. And then Rag's like, go get some water. I'm more worried about the gas pumps going up in flames. But that's besides the point, I guess. Guess it wasn't in your million dollar budget. And then we see... Uh, Birch, uh, Malter, Kobe's wife, inside her house as she's fighting off spiders that are all over. And there's one on her hand as she takes the gun and shoots her hand and shoots like three of her fingers off. I don't know. Okay. Ow. And then we're at the niece's house where the mom's calling her in for lunch as she's swinging on her swing. And she doesn't notice as she, we see this angle where she's on the swing and looking down the grass. There's probably like 30 tarantulas just walking through the grass and she doesn't realize at all and the mom's like linda i told you it's time to come she goes out looks out the window and she starts freaking out as linda still doesn't realize there's tranches all over the place and then the mom walks out with her broom and starts like brushing the spiders away picks up her kid and runs into the house but now the tranches are over the mom's leg and then they both fall to the ground and she's like linda run go get help call for help something please then we see rack pulling in like a madman in his truck and he gets to the truck and he just sees the sister-in-law face first down the ground as tarantulas are all over her body then rack runs into the house to find the niece up on the table screaming because there's tarantulas all over the place now and then rack gives the niece to uh, diane to put her in the truck and he goes to check on the sister-in-law and we can clearly tell she's dead and swollen and at this point in time they go back to the truck to get in the truck and now the fucking truck is full of spiders how fast these goddamn things move i'm also like no genius but if you guys are getting out of the truck maybe you shouldn't leave the doors open and the windows down just saying you got like a spider pandemic going on here probably should close those doors and close the windows that's when uh, we see diane and rock back at emma's little bar area and they're breaking the news to emma about what's going on it's like you need to get out here as quickly as possible because the spiders, well, especially just the tarantulas so far that we see, um, they're colonizing and they're attacking like a goddamn army and killing everyone. So uh, you should get out here as fast as possible. Then Vern and his wife, the fancy RV guy, comes in. He's like, they're just everywhere. This, I was just cleaning out. And then next thing you know, all of these tarantulas are just watching us all. And they're pretty much surrounded by the whole area now. Then Jet Rack and Diana go aside. And he's like, oh, yep, not good. Bunch of trashes all over the place not sure what we're going to do about this and then we see the sheriff showing up at the lodge he's like you know you ever gonna believe it with birch kobe uh you know showed up at her home and she was like wrapped up like a cocoon like a package and it's like ah that's happening to the whole town to be honest with you and then the sheriff goes on the phone to call the receptionist lady who transfers all the calls and then we see a camera shot of her and she's just wrapped up in a cocoon glass is broken and there's spiders all over so i'm not sure if the spiders broke the glass or she was fighting them off and she broke the glass not sure what happened there then the sheriff's getting ready to go back in town to try and warn everyone else that's when diane's like chemical th uh fire extinguishers kill them off so let's try to round up as many as possible and that's when uh rack also says he'll be 
they'll be right behind them pretty much because they're going to load up the RV and everyone's going to go in the RV to head to town to try and grab everyone else to get the safety. Let me see Emma in her kitchen inside the bar area of the lodge making up a big jazz stew and that's when we then see tarantulas coming through the sink and coming out of the vent system in the ceiling and she doesn't realize it at all yet. Then this new thing of stew she was just making she just fucking dumps it on the goddamn tarantulas and yells for everyone to come in quick and that's when the uh, rack runs in with a fire extinguisher and starts hosing them down and then he grabs the pot for some reason and starts playing hot potato with it and then rack is trying to seal up this vent with some towels and he keeps getting bit by tarantulas like man i don't know you've been bit like three times so far maybe you should fucking slow your row down because they took down a giant 1500 pound bull so i'm sure they could take your ass out pretty quickly then rack here's uh, Linda crying and screaming and then they go upstairs and sh she's covered in tarantulas on the bed <laughs> and then they kind of like toss her down on the floor and use the fire extinguisher kind of on her quickly and then uh, Vern picks her up and takes her downstairs to safety hopefully and then Rack goes to the front door he's like alright we're getting ready to get her and Dan's like we can't there's like thousands of them we'll never make it and he opens the front door and then like 15-20 tarantulas just randomly pop in so then they're using the fire extinguisher on the tarantulas and stepping on and Rack locks the door back up he's like hmm yeah maybe we won't get out of here and then we just see him looking out the window as we see a bunch of tarantulas walking all over the grass everywhere and he's just like yeah it's not looking too good for us not gonna lie and the music starts picking up again and then they literally start falling through the fireplace and coming through and Vern's wife's like they're coming through the fireplace so then they start filling up the fireplace with wood breaking chairs and whatnot to set fire and they get the fire going and then we cut to inside the town where we see the whole town is full of tarantulas all over the place and everyone's just riding going crazy running and screaming and the sheriff's trying to drive through and everyone's trying to jump out the car and we see a bunch of people dead on the side of the ground like covered in spider webs and cocoons as we see spiders walking all over the place as everyone's just screaming for their lives and we see like the whole town just riding and then we see that guy that had the car earlier with the cow in the back seat and the chicken coop out of the trunk he literally drives his car into the water tower and breaks the wood off the water tower and the water tower comes crashing down onto the sheriff's car and now he's dead as well and but then when we cut and see him he's like sitting outside the car like on the ground not sitting but he's laying on the car but he's like covered in blood with like spider bites all over him which would have happened really fast but you know it's fine then back in the lodge for some reason uh rack is opening a vent that's in the ceiling and Vern's wife is standing right there and he opens up the vent all the spiders just fall on her face and she started screaming, like, why are you opening the vent anyways when you know they're already coming through, like, the vents in the, the whole lodge? So what's the point of opening that vent? What, do you think that's going to be a safety vent? What, what the hell, man? Then in the lodge, is like, why hasn't the sheriff come back to get us, you know? He, he must know that we're trapped in here. Why, why hasn't anyone come to help us at all? And Emma's like, just calm down. It's going to be fine. We'll, we'll all be fine. It's going to be fine. You know, we'll just gotta rest up and uh, everything will be fine. Don't worry about it, guys. And then they hear this, like, cracking sound. And then next thing they know, they're looking at the window. I guess there's so many tarantulas on this window now that the window's breaking. Alright, I guess. So then they start breaking like the tables and stuff and getting hammers and nails. Essentially like they're in a zombie movie. They start boarding up the windows. And then the lights start to flicker a bit. And then we cut to the breaker box, which has the door open, convenient enough. And the spiders are playing around with the, the, the fuse box. Then of course... The power goes out, and it's like, where's the fuse box? Down in the basement? Uh, okay, I don't want to go down there. 
So then Rack has everyone go in the kitchen to save together as a group, which I don't know why they're going in the kitchen when you can stay by the fireplace that's going. So at least you have a little bit of light. And then we see Rack taking a little bit of flashlight, a little itty bitty flashlight down in the basement to go play with the fuse box. And he's looking around. He's like, mm, one tarantula, two tarantula, three tarantula. Uh, this is not going to be good. Then he hears some sounds and it's actually like a rat up on one of the pipes. And he looks up with the flashlight and the rat is covered in tarantulas now, you know, you know, squeaking around and then it jumps off. Then of course, Rack's playing with the uh, fuse box, trying to get a new fuse in, and he gets bit yet again by another tarantula. I don't know how many times he's gonna need to be bit to kill his ass, but you know, guess he doesn't have a red shirt on. He finally gets the new fuse in and the light comes back on, the power comes back on, and then we see the, the light in the basement come on as it's got tarantulas all over and it starts to burn, the tarantulas start to fall a bit, and then the light bulb breaks, but then the windows behind him also break and a bunch of tarantulas get all over him and he starts to panic and make weird gestures with the flashlight as he tries to crawl up the stairs. I guess we're supposed to assume that now that the spiders broke through that window, they're all biting him instantly at the same time and he's crawling up the stairs and then we see it cut back to everyone inside the lodge as they're boring out the windows but they haven't checked on uh rack yet then we see rack come into the kitchen with a tarantula stuck on his cheek and there's a bunch on his back too but he's like help please help me as i dramatically fall to the floor please help me let me see this next morning and emma's wake up and find out it's six o'clock he's like wow what a night what a horrible horrible night uh time to make coffee though because it's six o'clock we also see Rax still not dead yet because he's laying on like the, the island area and he gets up like he's a little slow and a little stiff but he's not dead yet. And Emma starts breaking down about the sheriff because the sheriff was one of her ex-boyfriends or husbands at some point. And we can just assume now that everyone realizes he's probably dead. Then as she's breaking down crying she's like coffee's gonna be ready in a minute guys. Just give me a minute coffee's gonna be ready. And Rack walks into the room where we see Vern playing at the radio trying to get a hold of like the news to listen to it to see if anything's on there. He's like I'm gonna open the door. It's, uh, you know, it's sunlight. You know, let's, let's look outside. So then they convince Rack not to open the door. And they're like, ah, just look out one of the windows. The glass is all broken anyway. So just look out the window. It's probably safer that way. Then Vern gets the radio going. But the radio doesn't say anything about the spiders or whatnot. It just starts playing country music. Like, ah, that's not good to us. So then Rack takes off two boards off the window. And looks out and he's all shocked. He's like, oh, good God. And then we see the camera panning out. And the whole area is just covered and spider webs and it's it's not like an actual shot doesn't look like it's an actual uh like scenery shot or anything it actually looks like it's just a painting and then it's just got a bunch of spider webs painted all over it and then the movie ends and that's it nothing else happens nothing else happens we don't know what happens they're probably probably gonna die i guess so like i don't know if that was them trying to set it up for another movie to be like hey this is them trying to survive and go through life i don't know what the hell's going on there at all um decent movie though i'm not a huge william shatner fan i'm going to be completely honest with you guys but uh this is something i could more or less tolerate with him in it uh but like i said you know the bowl went down and it was 1500 pounds and uh he still somehow survived but that's fine it's it is what it is you know he's the lead actor god for Brittany dollars right uh, but yeah, not a bad movie on the rotten scale. I'd give it a 6 out of 10. Um, it's nothing crazy. Uh, it was well done for what it is. So, And I'm sure it was a complete pain ass to get all these tarantulas on camera and get all the angles and stuff. So I, I can appreciate the amount of time and effort that would have went into that. So that, that's going to be my score. You know, 
watch it or leave it doesn't really matter it's on tubi like i said uh but yeah we're gonna we're gonna pick our next movie which is gonna be another thing on tubi because why not so the next movie we're gonna watch is a random pick from 1991 it's an hour and 33 minutes it's rated r it's called highway to hell which you can watch now on tubi for free so definitely go check that out beforehand if you want to i know i leave that up to you uh but yeah the quick synopsis a couple's honeymoon comes to an abrupt end when the bride is abducted by a demon cop from hell and the groom has just 24 hours to rescue her make sure to check it out on Tubi. But as always, make sure to check out the outro band because we're just jumping right into that. Uh, Toronto-based horror band Blood Opera. All their links will be down below, but you can check them out on you know Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, SoundCloud, Spotify. If you're watching on anywhere and everywhere. So definitely go give them a listen. Uh, give them a follow, subscribe, all that fun stuff. And as always, you can check me out on all the social medias. All the links will be down below as well. Uh, but we're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, um tiktok we're on threads now that new site if you guys are on there definitely go give me a follow on there uh, it's all at typhon site and then the main thing we're pushing is the youtube channel make sure to check that out hit that subscribe button turn on bell notifications um uh, because we have the weekly gaming videos that go up every wednesday uh we have the old episodes of the podcast going up as well and then we have some random art videos going up and every every now and then in shorts and whatnot shorts haven't been doing as well for me lately i think i gotta just switch up what i'm drawing for that but uh, nonetheless still fun uh definitely go check it out and uh, hopefully you guys will you know leave some comments feel free to leave an email the rottenbuse at gmail.com uh, account the links will be down below as well for that so feel free to leave a comment on youtube views let me know what you want to see me draw or what games you would want to see me play in the future i'll probably do a poll and some community posts and all that other fun stuff but until then i'll talk to you guys all later peace